Hello, and welcome to another installment of The Weird Chronicles. Each episode, we bring you tales of action and adventure from Malifaux and the other side. On today's episode, we have an epistolary story consisting of a series of letters between two Ostringers, those specialised guild operatives who handle vicious and loyal hawks. Even in Malifaux, friendship can flourish, but it could just as easily end. I hope you enjoy Words by Moonlight. Words by Moonlight. Letters from the Breach. By Matthew Ritter. Processed, May 23, 1902. Sorting House 36, Litigo. Dear Gerard, Nightmares. Nightmares of fire and light. It is strange that when I sleep, I can always tell when the dream will turn twisted in upon itself. The dreams I have in which I can see the sun in which everything is bright as if I was back home. Those are the ones that always end with true distaste. Home. I have been in this new world, this black city of Malifaux, long enough that I could call it home. Sometimes I find myself thinking of the place I sleep, work, live, that Archibald roosts as my home. I always squash these thoughts. They are horrible moments. This place is not home not for any human that has ever been born. To feel comfortable here is to invite a death so foul. The city is so strange in that way, because it is at once familiar and yet so very wrong. It is easy to forget. People, buildings, like a normal city. Then you see it, something that makes it impossible to think you are anything but mouse-eyed the way something is carved into the stone in that arcane language, knowing that we are not the first to live in this city, not even the second, perhaps not even the third. It's the colours, though, the light of this place. At night things seem real, but during the day it is as if a fog drifts over everything. Colours are muted, hazy, dreamlike. Maybe as I hunt through the swamps under the moon, this is the dream. And when I sleep, that is the world as it is. Though I know you find my philosophical navel-gazing tiresome, I do apologise. The downfall of my classical education is wasted here. I track through swamps after criminals. I send letters. Archibald is more important here than I. Some of those I work with are distasteful. Lucius Matheson, the secretary to the Governor-General, in particular sets me on edge. He is slight, built like a wisp of grass that has grown sickly and died. Yet he moves, not like a larger man, but like a bird, a raptor, a predator. His gaze is a perfect concentration of a bird of prey swooping in for the kill. Yet despite these eyes, he talks too much. The mouth of a politician, the eyes of a killer. I will not say he is not effective at his duties, though, not like Captain Dashell. But I shall not go into details here. I have wasted enough ink. Perhaps next time. This letter is not meant simply to be complaints and philosophy, my friend. I am curious if you know anything of some of the ways one hides a message inside another message. I am no cryptographer, but I have always found the practices interesting. 
especially nice in case two people wish to communicate without being overseen. Just for fun, I have done such a silly thing here with this message. Perhaps I use moonlight ink, or a simple shifting cipher. Maybe a flicker of magic borrowed from a witch hunter. Whatever I did, I'm sure you are clever enough to find it. If you're having trouble, look to the moon for help. I need a distraction from my nightmares and my growing sense of unease. I do not like this place. I like this city less every day, and every time I go into the bayou, I feel as if I will sink into the swamp and never be seen again. So, indulge me this hobby. Sincerely, your truest of friends, Laska Wilhelm. P.S. I hope Archibald has brought you this letter with due speed and diligence. Reward him, if you would, with a live mouse. I know you find it distasteful, but he pouts so when you feed him cooked meat or jerky. Processed, June 1, 1902. Sorting House, 36, Litigo. Dear Gerard, Archibald pouted for almost a full day after returning from you. What did I say about giving him a live treat? He is quite sensitive. Sometimes I feel he is more owl than hawk. Wise, but moody. I hope you were able to start our game. Do not worry if you did not. It isn't that important. Just something to help me pass the time. I will be doing it again in this note, and future notes. It takes time and effort, but it helps fill my sleepless nights. I told you of the nightmares. I have too many of them. Though I hardly feel I am alone. Sometimes I fear my nightmares are some sort of shared delusion of all of us here in this black city. Have I ever told you of my theories? Of the breach? They are crazy, and only seem as if they might be true to me, under the moon's light. Crazy thoughts, like what if while we are coming to this world, there are some of the Neverborn going into ours? What if that is what all of these strange rogue breaches we hear rumours of are? Why, you might ask, would anything from this world want to come into our world? What if they too harness the powers of the soul stones? What if they colours? What if after the last time the breach closed, they realised we were useful? A steady stream of souls to help fill their dark magic? Perhaps we are a herd, drawn into this world on purpose now. Drawn to be used as sheep, bred and sheared. I will strive to be less morose in future letters. I do not wish to weigh upon you so. Tell me, how are the children? Is Martha well? I have not seen her in so long. It must be hard to get word to and from them. If you have heard anything, do let me know. I'm sure it will lift my spirits. Was I about to complain last time about Captain Dachal? Perhaps. I was in a dark mood, though, and I am often unfair to those around me when I am. I take it back. He is good at getting those guild recruits in line. Better than I would be, at least. Expect another letter within a week, even if you do not answer. I have little else to do when I am not on the hunt, and when Archibald is out delivering messages, I have only my own mind to accompany me. As always, look to the moon for comfort as I do. Sincerely, your truest of friends, Laska Wilhelm. Processed, June 4, 1902. Sorting House 1, Malifaux. Truis Lasker. 
I have recently got word from my family from beyond the breach. They are well. They wish you well. My wife writes wonderfully long letters. Many words. Her handwriting is impeccable. I do not take from her stock. I miss you. You do know that you spoil Archibald, yes? He grows fat. If he pouts, it is because I was not there to see him personally. I am away often. It seems whenever a deep bio hunt is attempted, they call on me. Richter is the sharpest orc we have, and he is mine. Know that you are in my thoughts. If I cannot match you letter for letter, it is because I am hunting vermin deep in the swamps. My greatest love and friendship, Gérard Depredieu. Processed, June 6, 1902, Sorting House 36, Latigo. Dear Gerard, my dreams have been better this last week. We all have dark times that seem to settle in and fill us with despair. I'm glad that lately I've actually been able to dream. My insomnia of weeks past has, well, passed. Archibald is well, but he pouted again after returning from you. Is it so hard to simply give him a live mouse or two for his trouble? If you were not there, could you not instruct the ones at the message centre to do this in your absence? He flies very far, and he has never lost a single message. Just because your bird prefers its meat unnaturally tainted does not mean some of us do not have hawks that are still closer to their wild mindsets. I do not spoil Archibald. I treat him with the dignity he deserves. Growing up, falconry was one of the few passions I found that could touch me. To watch the bird fly, oh... Sometimes you feel like you yourself are unbound. It was freeing. After realising that as a third son there was not much left for me back home and deciding to come through the breach, I signed up for the Ostringer programme out of a sort of lethargy. It sounded familiar. But when I saw Archibald for the first time, bits of shells still around him. I know they say a newborn hawk has none of the dignity it will grow into. They are wrong. I saw greatness there, a fearless greatness that I knew I would spend the rest of my life attempting to live up to. There are days I am not sorry I came to this dark city, for I would never have met that bayou raptor had I stayed. Perhaps I do spoil him, but only as much as he deserves. It pleased me to get your message that your family is well. I will try and send a small amount of money with my next message. Please use it to purchase a gift for Reginald. He is the only one of your children I could ever stand. Though I miss them all, there are so few children in this black city. It is strange. I never liked children. I have never thought about having them. And here tonight, realising it has been over a year since I have heard one laugh or felt my anger rise as one shows blatant disregard for the rules of grown-ups, I miss children. Without them around, it almost feels like there is no future. Perhaps as we tame this twisted land, their laughter and mischief will come to this horrid place, and then it will seem less horrid. I had quite a scare while out on a hunt in the bayou yesterday. Remind me to give you the details of it when I am less shaken. It nearly took my life, but I am lucky enough to have escaped with just a scar, thanks to Archibald. Which reminds me, do not forget, a live mouse for Archibald. His pouting is more than I can bear and I overfeed him when he returns if he does it. Process, June 10, 1902. 
Sorting House 36, Latigo. Dear Gerard, Archibald did not pout after returning from his last visit to you. Neither you finally relented and given him a proper treat, or he has given up on you and refuses to have his feelings hurt by your pettiness. I do not think I mentioned in my last letter, but I received a neck wound during one of our hunts. It has festered some and left me bedridden for a few days before the fever broke. It is on the men now, and I am up and about as chipper as I have ever been. I know there are some that feel hawks are far too much the predator to ever truly care for those that own them, but Archibald watched over me. I do not know if he would have been willing to fly a message with me in that state. I believe the wound I received may have been deserved. I feel I can tell you this, but I am not truly the brave sort. I am not like Archibald. I cannot stare death and danger in the eye and charge headlong. While the hunt was on, I was not looking for the quarry, not truly, for fear I might find him. I had hidden myself, in what could be viewed as irony, depending on your strict or loose definitions. In my attempts to avoid him, he found me. Thanks to Archibald's help, I bested him, but it still shames me. I could have died alone in that swamp a coward. Perhaps should have. I look at my life and wonder if there is anything I have done that matters beyond myself. The closest thing I have to a family is you and yours. My thoughts turn dark at this moment, but I will dwell no further. As promised with my last letter, find some money enclosed to purchase Reginald something. Perhaps a wooden sword, a nice painted one. Every boy should have a sword to play with. Do not buy him one of those ugly carved birds. They are supposed to be hawks, but they are hideous. If he is to learn to love them like we do, he should do so with a real one, or at least a carved one that does not look like a numb, fingered imbecile made it. I am still weak, and will be turning in for the night. May this letter find you well. And as always, look to the moon for guidance. Sincerely, your truest friend, Laska Wilhelm. Processed, June 14, 1902. Sorting House, 36. Litigo. Dear Gerard, this letter shall not be a long one. I got out the ink and the paper and felt as if I should write. And now that I have sat down to do it, I do not know what words to put down. Some days I feel like the snail, fascinated by its own shell, noticing how the spiral seems to go on forever. Do you know this story? The snail becomes so fascinated by the design on its shell and trying to find the secrets held within that he loses himself. He stares and he stares, and he forgets to search for plants to devour, and he becomes thin and weak, and he dies. After he wastes away, his shell remains. I know you do not normally like such stories, but I thought you might enjoy that one. I had a teacher who liked to begin his classes every year with it. He would never tell his students why, but he said it was perhaps the most important story he'd ever tell them. Very telling of myself, is it not? I say that I have little to write, and so I write about snails and stories and times past, sitting and studying. The boy who could not see what future was coming. Though, if Malifaux was a shell... And we are the snail. Perhaps the best illustration of this would be Dr. McMorning. The man seems taken with everything that is not life, 
Obsessed. I do not know if you have ever met him. He runs a morgue in town and has the unfortunate habit of laughing at almost everything. It seems a nervous tick, but it does not endear him to others he meets. He seems so focused on death, and I do not know if he has ever truly lived. I should have said this right away, but I am quite well. The wound has healed quite well, and may not even leave a scar. And I'll be back on my normal duties in the marrow. So if you're worried for me, you can stop. You always were a warrior. It's why you went bald, I'm sure of it. As always, my next letter will come when it comes. Probably soon. Remember to look to the moon for guidance. My best wishes. Your truest friend, Laska Wilhelm. June 15, 1902. Sorting House 1, Malifaux. Dear Lasker, I have never had the pensions for letter writings that you have. It takes me several attempts, and what I write is always short, dull, and to the point. I receive the money and will purchase my son a wooden sword. I know that sometimes it can feel like there is no hope, that courage is an illusion, and there are only those that are afraid and those that are terrified. My father told me that courage is not the absence of fear, but the challenge of it. May these words help you, if you ever need them. My love, Gérard Depridieu. Processed June 20, 1902. Sorting House, 36, Latigo. Dear Gerard, I had quite an event today. You will not believe this, or perhaps you will. But I was approached by Captain Deschal. He said that people had been talking about me. Of course, at first I was worried, what with the bed rest and the reprieve from work I had been forced to take. But it was much the opposite. Lad, they say you can handle yourself. There's talk of promotion, perhaps even having you as one of the lessons, spending half your time here and half back home. Sounds like you impressed someone in a way I wish I had, were his words. A wink, a pat on the shoulder. I had been too sleep-deprived at the time, but apparently the scoundrel that nearly slit me ear to ear had been quite high on the list of those wanted by the Guild. Who would have thought falling asleep on the job could end up being so very lucky? I will keep you updated, and if I were to get such a position, I would see about getting you one as well. I could not guarantee such a thing, but to be able to see your family on a more constant basis. Is there anything closer to heaven? To see the sun, the real sun, not this muggy ball of lies we have malside? Or to see the moon, the real moon? Ugh! How I miss it. Though I should not get my hopes up. Talk of promotion is often used in lieu of actual promotion. You know how it can go. My best wishes, your truest friend, Laska Wilhelm. Processed June 25, 1902. Sorting House 36, Latigo. Dear Gerard, I hope you are well. The talk of promotion seems to be more than just talk. I spoke with Lucius himself today. It was in the courtyard where I was going through some basic training with Archibald, throwing and catching and bringing back chunks of meat without eating them. You know the drill, I am sure. Lucius came up to me, without his entourage. They were still around, but they waited at the edge of the court. It was an informal meeting. But you can tell when an informal meeting is very formal, and this was one of those moments. 
It went well, and I was called to meet him in his office later. He has a bit of a reputation for being an odd, standoffish fellow, but I found him quite charming. Free with the drinks, though he didn't have any himself, and he seemed to take quite a liking to me. By the time we were done, I had been promised a liaison position. I would help coordinate the Alstringers branch of the Guild, through him and home. I will be going home. The way it sounds, I will be spending almost all my time at home, and hardly be coming to Malifaux at all. Wonderful news, yes? I will push for you to join me once I know for sure this is concrete. You know how these things can just fall through the cracks. Archibald pouted again after returning from dropping off your letter. Did you remember that he only likes his meals live? He is but a large feathered baby when he doesn't get his way, so please, next time, remember. I will keep you abreast of my new meteoric rise. Good things are happening. Forever your truest friend, Laska Wilhelm. Processed June 27, 1902. Sorting House 36, Latigo. Held scrawled in handwriting. Released July 9, 1902. Gerard, the promotion is definite. Can you believe it? I am so excited. I will push for you to get much the same. Don't forget to look to the moon. Laska Wilhelm. Processed July 16, 1902. Sorting House 36, Latigo. Dear Gerard Deprigio, this message comes to you on a spare hawk rather than my trusted one. You see, mine went mysteriously missing, though I miss him every day. Normally, a clerical position is all I could look forward to in this event, but of course, I am far luckier. The promotion is going through, as I told you. I'm going home. I'll be back, of course, but only one month out of the year. Out of this dark place. How wonderful, yes? I am busier than ever these days, so this letter must stay short. Sincerely, Laska Wilhelm. Processed, August 14, 1902. Sorting House 1, Malifaux. Processed, August 17, 1902. Governor General's Mansion, Sorting House. Greetings, Lucius Matheson. I am sending you an inquest about my fellow Austringer, Laske Wilhelm. He had told me about a promotion he had received in which he would be heading home through the breach. I was most overjoyed for him. Now, I assumed his silence had meant he had returned, but I got one of my few and precious letters from my family. He would never have returned home and not gone to visit them. He is near enough to family to me and them, you see an uncle to my children, a brother to my wife. So I am worried, as a promotion as far as I know came from you personally. Perhaps you have some word? Do write back as soon as you can. All the best, Gérard Depridieu. From the desk of the Governor's Secretary. To be delivered by hand, Alstringer, friend, person. To whom it may concern... We regret to inform you that there was a never-born attack on the same day that Lasker Wilhelm Schuler was to return back through the breach. He valiantly faced the horrors that assaulted us and saved many lives that day. He himself was quite badly wounded. We had hoped he would recover, but he succumbed to his wounds later that evening. How you and the other Alstringers had not been updated immediately upon the event is a travesty that I hope this letter will fix. 
As the closest he has to next of kin within Malifaux, his remains can be collected by you at the morgue run by Dr. Douglas McMorning. He performed an autopsy on his body as his standard for any slain by the Neverborn. He died a hero and will not soon be forgotten. All of us here at the governor's office feel the sorrow at losing such a diligent and brave soul. He was a rare man, even for these times, who we could not afford to lose. There are not enough condolences in the world. Sincerely, Lucius Matheson. That's it for another instalment of the Weird Chronicles. Join us next time for more tales of action and adventure. <laughs>